it's Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that was unprepared. Like I know that that was completely unplanned, and we both had the same reaction because it's Christmas. It's finally Christmas. Oh uh, my god, it's Christmas. How can you have any other reaction to the fact it's Christmas? It's Christmas. <laughs> yes, we are. Um, for so, oh, excuse me, my mic made a weird squeaking noise. We are for some reason working on Christmas. Yes, we're proper elves. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we work extra hard. Absolutely. So. Uh, I just think it's so cool that we actually get to broadcast on Christmas Day. I know, we're so lucky. And I like, I'd like to think that it's just Santa's energy radiating down on me because I'm such a big Christmas fan. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, so lucky. And I'm sitting in the corner just going, I'm feeding a little bit off the, uh, the residual Christmas magic that's yeah. floating around the air. <laughs> <laughs> but now we've got some really cool... Oh, I just had a weird shake there. Oh. It's the cold... <laughs> Um, we have some really cool Christmas-related themes and kind of stuff going on on the show today. Yeah, because um, we're still a science show, so we're yeah. not going to stray away from that. No, Christmas science. but it's Christmas science. <laughs> um, so we're going to be looking into a lot of uh, Santa Claus and Christmas magic related stuff, which should be really cool. And um, a lot of theories. Yes, that too. Yeah. Um, going to be looking into some stuff on that. And then later on, we might have some um, kind of interesting so- Christmas dinner related news <laughs> for our new segment at the end which actually will be quite interesting as well um obviously being the time of year it is yeah uh, being christmas <laughs> being christmas day um we uh, sorry go on what were you gonna say i was gonna say a certain someone had a very busy night last night yes a certain someone who wears a big red suit a very busy night last night yes i i, I can't fathom how you could get that much work done in one night which is crazy i don't get that much work done in a year no but <laughs> Our main topic for later on in the show, we're going to go into detail about some research I found on how he does his whole journey and how that whole thing sort of works. I'm dying to find this out because I've heard so many theories. Mm. And oh, and there's some interesting ones. Yeah. And like this, I'm really excited to learn and learn and learn and learn. But um, one of the things we're also going to learn is how does he fit down the chimney? Yes. And like there's a lot of other fun facts here, but I feel like one of the most important ones around Santa, the man in the big red suit, mm-hmm. if anybody didn't know that that's who we were talking about, yes. in case there was just, just so full <laughs> disclosure, we're talking about Santa. Just in case you thought we were talking about some other man in a big red suit, which would be a little bit strange. <laughs> Father Christmas, St. Nicholas. All the same guy. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going to be looking at how, how he fits down the chimney. Mm. And because, I mean, obviously he's, he's quite large and chimneys are often quite small. Mm-hmm. And not all houses do have those stereotypical chin- chimneys. That's the They're thing. They're the smaller ones. And again, some houses don't have chimneys at all. My house doesn't have... Well, my house has a chimney. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the chimney, because it's an electric fire, it kind of closes off a little bit. So. Oh, I see. So you could still get down it, but yeah, it's quite narrow. It's quite mm. a slim fit. But not to worry. Because, I mean, we all know that he does it somehow. Yeah. So this is how. Basically, um, he's got he's traveling at huge speeds. Of course, essentially, because yeah. uh, big world needs fast. Hmm. We'll get into that a little bit later on. Exactly yes. how fast he has to be traveling. Exactly, no spoilers. Um, but the thing is, he might experience something called relativity and effects of relativity, which was found out by Albert Einstein. Yes, we've all heard relativity. Yeah. Yes, well, maybe not all of us. Don't. Okay, sorry, my <laughs> apologies. I'm not included in that. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um. So the thing is, Santa might stretch as he moves very, very fast. And this would elongate Santa. Um, so he would look like basically a piece of spaghetti. Santa's spaghetti. It's yeah. a long, long red and white spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, I feel like maybe a candy, a candy cane would have been a more apt 
Oh yeah, yeah candy cane. Yeah, I know so he candy looks like a candy are a cane. Bit, are a little bit thicker than spaghetti, but for the for the time of year, come. you're still getting that candy cane down the chimney. It's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're gonna go with candy cane. We're gonna yes. <laughs> call him this on the fly here. We mm-hmm. are calling it a candy cane. And he's gonna be the color of candy canes and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, so basically, due to relativity, he's going to be elongated and super super skinny. Right. He's gonna be able to just like slip on down the chimney. Ah. Um, and also not to worry because again if because we have an electric fire in our chimney but yeah. it is it's still a, it's just one that sits in the chimney right mm-hmm. in the chimney but some people do still have traditional chimneys yeah that's okay as well because i know when i was little we used to have a fire and i'd be terrified that poor santa would be coming down the chimney and he'd go on fire mm-hmm. don't worry because he could because he'll be coming down the chimney it will block off any oxygen getting to the fire so that will put the fire out yes Mm. and flames need oxygen to burn and so when that's all cut off the fire goes out by the time he gets to the bottom so don't worry about that i see now that's what that's one i hadn't thought about hadn't considered that one like i mean the the worry was always there um but i'm glad i'm glad i know now i just sort of assumed you know being magic and probably quite fast coming down the chimney he moved at such speed that he just didn't get burned yeah, there's that too. I you suppose. know, like when you move, if you light a lighter, don't do this. Do not try this at home. No. But if you move your hand over a, like a flame, like a candle or something, you don't feel it. Yeah. Because it's it, you're moving so fast, you're actually kind of nearly brushing the flame out of the way. It's sort of the yeah. Oh, I just hit my computer. Um, or even when he's coming down, that he comes down with like there's like a gust of wind or something that will put mm. the fire out. Because to be fair, every time when I'd wake up in the morning, the fire would be out. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, speaking of going to bed and waking up early, mm-hmm. another kind of big question is, do grown-ups have to go to bed early on Christmas Eve? No. Because... <laughs> 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 um, but it is, it's really important because now, again, when I when I was younger, um, my mum and dad always stayed up later than me. Mm-hmm. and But that was that was how it was every day, no matter what day yeah. of the year. And I'd be asleep by the time they'd go to bed. So I didn't know what time they were going to bed at. But it is actually very important that they go to bed early as well. Because I've noticed that they go to bed early, well, earlier um, on Christmas Eve than any other night. Mm-hmm. And any other grown-ups I've spoken to, they go to bed a little bit early on Christmas Eve. But I just thought they were tired and excited for Christmas. But no, everybody has to go to bed. So Santa has optimum visiting hours because he can visit at any time during darkness. Mm-hmm. So once the sun has gone to bed, so I got around from 6 p.m., to I'd say nearly 7 a.m. Yep. That's at this time of year, those are kind of the dark hours. So that's when he's visiting, and it's any time around then. People need to be in bed so he can, because if you're staying up late, he's he can't he won't get a chance to visit. No. So then he like you're put to the back, and then he has to revisit your house, mm-hmm. and then you're putting the whole the whole schedule off. So make sure you're in bed. Don't put Santi's schedule off. Yeah, it's very important. <laughs> he works very hard on it. He does. Yeah. And I mean, could you imagine that? He's going around doing all the houses and then he gets to yours and you're up late. Yeah. And he just has to wait or come back. Yeah. <laughs> Do a loop. Go yeah. around the block first. He's a busy man. <laughs> just make it make his life a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, and another one that, again, did often leave me concerned, still leaves me concerned, to be honest, bad weather effect does bad weather affect Santa's Mm. journey because there has been many years where it's been very cloudy yeah and I haven't been able to see Rudolph's nose in the sky Mm -hmm. so I'm like can he see can he I can't see him but can he see me and especially in Ireland it's it's usually relatively cloudy yeah either cloudy or very frosty Mm -hmm. or windy and 
things that would generally affect an airplane because with weather warnings and yeah. everything it can be it does you know you get a bit worried you know it's going to be okay but you need to know that he's going to be okay as mm-hmm. well um but basically the short answer is no um santa because again fl- santa is flying at such high speed and is so high up um he does it to avoid the bad weather oh. and he, he does come down through it in order to land but uh, his sleigh has been doing this for over thousands of years so like it's used to it now they have they have plenty of weather technology and between hot countries and cold countries his sleigh is all good do you reckon it's been one sleigh that whole time I think so I Mm. think it is and they just kind of modify it Uh, could be yeah because in the Santa Claus that's what they did they had his sleigh and they um, they they changed it in the Santa Claus movie and they did a lot of research for that movie they did they did they did uh, to me that that movie is more of a documentary yeah well we know it is you know they were you know real elves and stuff oh well I know that yeah obviously (laughs) (laughs) and another question that is probably one of the up there with Santa getting down the chimney most important how does he have how does he have space in his sleigh because I mean there are millions and millions of children all around the world and if everybody's getting at least one Prezi how is it like does he have to make a pit stop does he have the world broken up into sections where he flies back to the North Pole to reload all these questions have have been playing on my mind for 26 years now Mm. 26 Christmases I, I hope you have an answer. I do. And I, people can stop worrying. Do you know what he uses? It's likely that he uses nanotechnology. Wow. To, sh- to shrink all the presents down to teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny sizes. And which also helps with them getting down the chimney as well. Just like Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. I know. When he puts it into the machine and it comes, oh. I know. Tiny chocolate. <laughs> you know what else, else it rhy- reminded me? Of Hermione's bag in the in the seventh Harry Potter book, yes. when she could fit everything in her tiny, tiny little handbag. Her Tardis bag. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so I think what Hermione. What if his sleigh is Santa, a Tardis? Oh, that would actually help as well. With what if Santa's actually a Time Lord? I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. He's a very old man. He is. <laughs> he could be a Time Lord. He could have two hearts. Because <gasps> he'd need he'd need two hearts because he's just so much love for everybody. This show just got to a totally different layer of geeky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, I know it's Christmas Day and he did arrive last night. And we, like, this year it was all good. He made it. But I'm glad to know that next year, if I do hear any weather warnings or any issues or say if something's wrong with our chimney or mm. somebody else or if we move and that it's it's all okay. And, he, and to, just to remind you that it doesn't have to be a chimney. It doesn't matter if yeah. you're in hotels <coughs> or apartment blocks or anywhere. Santa always finds you. That's the thing as well. It's, yeah. It doesn't matter because I think a lot of kids, you actually get a lot of kids getting a little bit concerned about whether yeah. the fact, you know, maybe they live in an apartment or yeah. they live in maybe a, a newer house that was built without a chimney because it doesn't have like a traditional fireplace exactly, in it. Exactly, yeah. There'd be no way. No, there's a way. There's always a way because now we know that he's as skinny as a candy cane. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of, I'm sure there's like a tiny little crack in a wall or something. Santa. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You'll find out it's magic. Magic. And yes. magic is just science with a different name. Exactly. Mm. I love. I, I think all science is magic. It is. It absolutely is. It's, it's the exact same thing. Exactly. It's, it all kind of comes from the same thing. Yes. <laughs> I, I found an interesting one just while we were kind of talking about that. Ooh, do on tell. Rudolph's nose. <gasps> of course. And you were talking a little bit about Rudolph's nose as well. Yeah. And there was, um, there was an interesting one where this researcher did a, a kind of 
a bit of research into it and was just he was looking at it from less of a um, I'll put some links what we do actually I meant to say that we're going to maybe do it in future as well is um, put up put links in the the kind of podcast description or something of some of the information we've got yeah. uh, just so people can look into stuff themselves perfect but um, this guy what he, he kind of looked into was actual reindeer and how they're kind of biology can affect something like this like how could it be possible okay like, and is there a, a scientific reason maybe not not just a magical reason but yeah. is there a scientific reason that a, a reindeer could have a red nose okay and the answer turns out to be that it, it possibly it could be an abundance of red cells in a, his kind of nas- nasal va- microvascular structure okay uh, essentially uh, adult reindeers have these whole kind of the, the nasal mucosa are very very rich in red blood cells oh. and it, it's it's done to kind of protect them against cold weather and so that's why they have it yeah. um but essentially what can happen is you can kind of have a build-up of these and it, it it can cause their nose to have a little bit of a kind of a reddish sort of tinge to them no way. so it is possible in in science yeah that he, he could actually do it no way because I have I have a different scientific answer, mm-hmm. and we could maybe do a poll, okay. see which people which people think yeah. is, is the answer. But the one that I've heard is that it's due to something called the Doppler effect, and this is what guard cars use actually to figure out how fast cars are going on the motorway. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is kind of the same effect for Rudolph. So because the light at the end of Rudolph's nose is at the very tip of the sleigh, um, it's going to be bending, and the light bending in cur- color. Um, as it moves away, it, it will appear much redder. Uh, interestingly, if Rudolph was coming right at you, his nose would look bright blue. Wow, okay, because, yeah, because yeah. the, the blue balance, the blue light kind of shift going on there. Yes. Yeah. So two very sciencey answers. Mm. I'd like to hear what you think. So which one is it? It's the Doppler effect. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it probably is, possibly. <laughs> but I just like the idea of, you know, extreme cold temperatures, maybe more red blood cells in the area, his nose to is kind fair, of engorged. That, that is very likely as well, because, I mean, when you're up high anywhere, even just on a roof, it's chilly. So can you imagine how chilly it is where you're up beyond the clouds? Yeah, our noses go on. a bit red. Yeah. yeah. And we are back on Genius Hack. Yeah, I remember so that that glad. time. I'm so glad that hack rhymes with back. I know, it's great. <laughs> this whole rhyming word thing is science in itself. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, word um, science. Our social medias. We forgot to give out our social medias at the start of the show. Of course. Um, so you can get in contact with us kind of everywhere. We're, yeah. Well, I say everywhere. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we are on Instagram. We are indeed the um, main ones. We are the main ones. We have a Facebook, Facebook group on our Facebook page, rather, if you just... If you go into the Facebook search thing and just look for Genius Hack, uh, there's no special fiddly bits around on it. I think if you just look Genius Hack, you'll find it. Um, the I always get the two of them mixed up now. Twitter is just Genius Hack 925. Yes. And Instagram is Genius underscore Hack yeah. 925. This, we didn't think this through no. in the sense that we have a different name for each of <laughs> our social media things. You see, it's because some sites are like don't allow underscores or mm. or some aren't case sensitive so there's like no caps lock so it's just like oh fine then make this difficult for us yes absolutely <laughs> um, but yes you can find us there and then we'll we are always if you find once you find us on our social medias you can find us kind of 
everywhere. Mm. We'll, you'll, we'll bla- you'll, you can branch out from there. Yes. Um, and including information on when the show goes up for a podcast and stuff like that, repeats, everything like that. So you'll be able to find all of that stuff. It's a little bit like a treasure hunt. It is. Because there's links to all our other social medias on one social media. So you just click the link to bring mm-hmm. you to another one. Then click the link to bring you to the other one. Exactly. It's like a really short low-key treasure hunt it's you don't even have to go outside yeah you don't want to <laughs> it's not the most fun treasure hunt to be honest but it's really fun <laughs> but anyway well, i was looking at this thing earlier it was a, a report done um done by um linda harden mm-hmm. and excuse me this microphone thing needs oiling and um, it was done by linda harding and it was she was basically basically i can't use words today basically the original title for her thing now i mean Obviously, the answer to this is yes, but is, is there a Santa Claus? Ah. Of course, the answer yeah. is yes, as we know. <laughs> um, but what they were intending to do was either prove or disprove the whole Santa theory, like how it works. But the fascinating part of this whole thing isn't even really her report. I'll go through what she had written on it. Um, and again, as I said, links and stuff, I'll throw links in the description of the actual podcast thing, so you'll be able to, to have a Perfect. look at it. The interesting thing is um, the rebuttal <coughs> by... Um, a guy called Jim Mantle. But we'll get to his rebuttal in a minute because, of course, there's, you can't rebut something we haven't heard about. Yes. So we'll just kind of fly through this. So she talks about the the kind of the different parts of it. She divides it into a few different sections. So part one, she talks about no known species of reindeer can fly. But, yeah. as she does point out, there are around 300,000 species living of living organisms that we have yet to classify. Really? So, yeah. Oh. So in theory, she absolutely... <laughs> says yeah it, you can't completely rule out flying reindeer yeah so yeah okay that <laughs> one is possible then she talks about um she factors in about two billion children um and by children she goes to people under the age of 18 okay uh, in the world but she's talking about but since santa doesn't appear to every single part of the world because different parts mm. of the world have different kind of beliefs and yeah. different stuff and they might have a different person in their part of the world who brings them presents yeah um, just like the way you see at different times of the year you've got like Santa you've got the Easter Bunny for different things yeah. um, in different parts of the world they might have different different people and that might be actually a fun thing for people who are um, especially now in Ireland which is it, the amount of different cultures and stuff like that to so maybe talk to people really in your class and stuff anybody any kids might be listening to the show talk to people in their class yeah. see like you know who in their country is the person who brings the presents and do they come here now yeah. that those kids are living here or do they get presents from Santa I think that would be a really interesting thing to ask. That would be lovely, actually. Mm. And do let us know. Absolutely. like yeah. That would be really interesting to find out. Um, so factoring all of that in, um, they're talked about all the different things, about 370 million, um, according... What, what's this? Sorry. Um, yeah, so that, that would be his workload. He'd need to get around to about 378 million uh, different places. Um, Fair few. Fair yeah. few. So that an average... Uh, there she talks... She, breaks the average down to 3.5 children per household, which, uh, again, it's just an average. Mm. Uh, so that's 91.8 billion, uh, sorry, million homes. Okay. Um, presuming there's at least one good child in each home. Yes. Because, of course, as we know... Naughty and nightless. Yeah, only good children. Yeah. So at least this just shows how much science went into this. She factored that into her results yeah. that every household ideally would have at least one good child. Yeah. Um, so now I've heard some slightly different statistics on this. She gives them thirty-one hours to get um, to get all around the world. Okay, um, that's allowing for different time zones. I was about to say because that's that's what I that's how I think he gets around. Yeah. like with the time zones and the rotation of the earth helps him. Yeah, um, and assuming he's traveling west. Yes. Now I've also heard. Uh, like of course, magic is involved. But oh yeah, like yeah. The time zones were kind of my main justifier. Well, exactly. Yeah. Um, 
I've heard the number 36 thrown around as well, 36 hours. So okay. um, these results would be slightly skewed. Mm. You can maybe do some of these tests yourself if you wanted to look into it. Um, so, yeah, this is to say that um, for different households with for each to get for each with e- excuse me with each of these households assuming they all have one good child in them that gives him one thousand of a second to park hop out of the sleigh jump down the chimney like a piece of spaghetti or candy cane as we talked about earlier and mm-hmm. um, get back into the sleigh and move to the next house mm. right which I don't see why that would be a problem he's yeah. magic yeah you know like realistically he's magic yeah the guy's gone around on flying reindeer are we really going to question the fact that he might not be able to move faster than a normal person <laughs> yeah so assuming that each of these houses now they did she did assume and this is incorrect which she admits it's incorrect that the houses are evenly distributed uh, between them she said you can average it out because in some areas there might be a long distance between houses and other areas they're literally side by side by side by side so she kind of averaged it out even in Ireland look at look at the distribution of houses in say Dublin and more rural areas Hmm. big gaps yeah So even even with that, you're talking about one point seven eight of a mile per household. Uh, so his total trip would be seventy seventy five and a half million miles, um, not counting stops to okay. do what most. Of it. So yeah, not counting bathroom breaks. Essentially, ah. I was wondering what she was kind of trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, that means the sleigh is moving at six hundred and fifty miles per second. Oh wow. Uh, which is three thousand times the speed of sound. Um. The, she talks about in the thing there that the fastest man-made vehicle on Earth is the, the Ulysses space probe. And oh. that moves at um, what she describes as a porky, or pokey, excuse me, 27.4 miles per second. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not on Santa. Uh, but yeah, so the, the this, these reindeer are are damn fast. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, like, between the reindeer and the sleigh, they've been in development for a long, long, oh, long, yeah. long time. Like, hundreds and thousands of years. So I think it's a little bit unfair to compare mm. the, poor, the poor space car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor space car. You're, you're doing grand. You're just a bit younger than Santa. <laughs> yeah, and even with the reindeer. Like, yeah. give them give a break. Normal reindeer can run about 15 miles an hour. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's, that's grand. That's yeah. all right for a reindeer. Yeah, I good probably job, can't reindeer. run 50. Yeah, good job, reindeer. Faster than me. You can't fly, but whatever. <laughs> uh, now, the payload. You talked about this earlier. Like, I did, the weight yeah, of yeah. the sleigh. Now, this person uses a similar thing that you were talking talking about earlier. He okay. talks about um, assuming each child gets nothing more than a, a medium-sized Lego set. Yeah. Um, so maximum about two pound. So, of course, this is just to give a ballpark because obviously mm. not everybody's getting a two pound Lego set. Some people are getting heavier things. Some people are getting lighter things. Yeah. Um, so, but this is just to try kind of average it out. Yeah. Um, the sleigh is carrying <laughs> 321,300 tons. Wow. Not counting Santa himself. Wow. Who is quite a large man, yes. as we as we explained earlier. Yes. Um, on land, a conventional reindeer again can pull no more than three hundred pounds. Okay. So these flying reindeers <laughs> are they're doing they're doing Have the work. The work cut out for them. Ten times the normal amount. Uh, uh each one individually yeah. is pulling ten times the normal amount. Uh so yeah, that's that's insane. That's a lot of weight that these reindeer are carrying around. Yeah. Um and then yeah, also have to take into account there's a lot of factors that increase the payload as well. Um, mm. the, there's the weight of the sleigh as well. That's not including the weight of the sleigh. Of course. And the sleigh has to be strong enough to actually bear the load yeah. of, of Santa Sack. So that's a heavy sleigh. Again, she uses a, a comparison here. Again, as I said, we'll post all these later so you can read into it in more detail. But mm. the, the comparison she, uh, she brings is the Queen Elizabeth, the boat, the ship. Yeah. Um, it's four times as heavy as that. Oh wow! So yeah. Oh wow! 
So in her kind of conclusion, uh, at the end, only basically, once a year. yeah. <laughs> so three hundred and fifty-three thousand tons traveling at six hundred and fifty miles per second. Uh, so there's an enormous amount of air resistance, yeah. which will heat up the reindeer. <laughs> so like it'd be like a spacecraft re-entering. Okay. So the the spacecraft would the reindeer would have to do you know they'd have to be pretty hearty reindeer. Yeah. Um, the lead pair will absorb. Oh my god, fourteen point three quintillion joules of energy per second. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, each in short. So yeah, we won't go into what she says would happen, yeah. but um. The reindeer, in, in horror theory, wouldn't come out too well. Yeah. Nor would Santa. But, <laughs> but okay, that's her opinion on it. Yeah. And as I said, the rebuttal is the best part because she's wrong. And this person just proves it, the whole thing. Amazing. Right. So the first thing he points out is he admits um, that the... Actually, he, he makes a point for us. I'll read his quote for us. So, come on, you got to believe. I mean, if you can handle flying furry animals, then it's only a small step to the rest. Yeah, that's that was, true. You know, okay. Yeah, so that's fair. As admitted, it is possible that flying reindeer can be found. Mm-hmm. Uh, he agrees that that would be quite unusual to find, but they might exist. Yeah. Right. Now, goes into the amount of kind of assumptions and stuff that the person had kind of done. Uh, distribution of children across different areas and stuff. Uh, assuming each home has one good child. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's loads of kind of different things he goes into. Um, he talks about how Santa Claus... I'm trying to find exactly where it is here. But he talks about at one point about Santa Claus and the fact that... Um, where's it gone? Oh, yeah, here. This is actually a different rebuttal. Sorry, there's a few rebuttals here. Oh, brilliant. Uh, as in, you're, <laughs> you're, you're an yet another rebuttal to the rebuttal. <laughs> Several key points that were overlooked by this amateurish study. Oh. Someone is throwing shade. Yeah. Uh, flying reindeer. Okay, so as is widely known, due to the excellent historical documentary, Santa Claus is coming to town. Mm. Uh, the flying reindeer are not a previously unknown species, but they were in fact given their magical powers by eating magic acorns. Of course. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, I mean, there you go. Yeah. And so that's like one of her main points already. Just kind of knocked out yeah and and to bring up a, a pretty a pretty hard hitting um, kind of piece as well um, talking about Rudolph's nose yeah. they bring up Rudolph the red nose reindeer mm-hmm. uh, oh yeah sorry it was proven the acorn thing was proven ah. in the, re- the Rudolph the red nose reindeer thing sorry this we've talked about some pretty pretty full on science on this show before but when we start getting into reindeer and you know Santa's flying reindeer that's just you know yeah. it, it's crazy yeah uh, so obviously what he talks about is the fact that this magical, these magical acorns. Yes. That essentially they have obviously imprinted their power throughout the, the gene sequences of all these reindeer. Mm. So it passes on through their DNA. So they don't all need to do it. So as new reindeer are born of in the course, North Pole. Because yeah. there's no proof that maybe, you know, Blitzen has a child and yeah. that reindeer takes over the title. Maybe Blitzen is a title. Yeah. Maybe Rudolph is a title. Maybe it's not a name. A family name. Maybe mm. maybe Blitzen and Rudolph and Comet and all that are the last names. Yeah. Maybe it's Jeremy Rudolph or something like that. It could yeah. be. Maybe they have last names. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, kind of, we... I've, I'm, I don't... I don't... I'd love to go into all of it because he goes into a lot of detail about, um. you know times it takes to get around and stuff like that but that was for me the big one was yeah. these reindeer they're not a, a magic form of reindeer yeah. they became a magic yes and through then, the acorns yeah through the acorns and then on top of that you have to take into account the fact that I mean we're talking about magic here yeah you know it's not gonna it's just it doesn't work the same way everything else does yeah 
Um, but I'm definitely going to leave the a description in the in the description there this whole article because it's as I said it's mind blown. This is like this needs to be get this needs to get out there. And I think it's really good that because I mean there are so many skeptics out there these days. Mm. And just the rebuttal to that argument because she did she did some good research yeah. and like it's all very scientific and a lot of it makes sense. But lo- listening to the rebuttals and the points that the people made were fantastic. Yeah. Like. I mean, any doubts that I may have had a lot, like throughout my whole life, mm-hmm. have been completely just shot down. I'm like, okay, okay, I trust you. Yeah. <laughs> there was also a point made before I go on to it, just because it was in one of the rebuttals as well, mm-hmm. talking about um, the the whole Santa Claus thing, and it's basically putting it that he's lived in the North Pole this whole time. Mm-hmm. We don't know for a fact that Santa Claus hasn't had children who haven't also become Santa Clauses. Yeah. Could there be more than one Santa Claus? I'd say so. It's possible, <gasps> which would make it even easier. In the Santa Claus 3, he has a baby. Baby Claus. And you see all the Santa Clauses in the shopping centers. Yeah, well, there's helpers. True, <gasps> yeah, true. Oh, do you think one of some of them are like Santas in training, like they're his kids, and Could they're be. just being prepped, and the reason, like, because all of them are his helpers, technically, mm. You don't know which one are, are his actual sons or daughters. So what you're saying is, if there's any kids listening to this show who went to see Santa yeah. in one of the shopping centers or around before Christmas, they could have actually spoken to the, Santa the, Claus. the future Santa Claus. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, this is, sorry, this is all too much. Yeah. This is just in, insane. But also bear that in mind for next Christmas as mm. well. You know, just have your wits about you. You mm. never know. Always watching. That's, that's not a lie as well. No. Like... Especially nowadays. I mean, there's plenty of ways for him to keep tabs. Direct lines to, to your parents or whoever's minding you. GPS. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, I think we need to just cool our brains off for a minute yeah. here because this is de- definitely some of the most kind of insane science, extreme science that we've had on this it, show. It is extreme science. And yeah. that is my favorite. Like, science is magic and magic is science. Mm. I love it. I and love you know, it a bit. Cyborgs, AI, all that stuff. This is <laughs> this is a level above. Yeah. And we are back on Genius Hack. <laughs> I'm still really It's still Christmas. That. It's still Christmas. It's I hope everybody Christmas. is having a fun day. Um because I mean at this point it depends on the family. It depends different True. families. You may already be sitting down to your Christmas dinner. Yeah. Um you may be one of those families who does kind of, you know I go visiting. Oh, I, go okay. visit, I go visiting in the in the afternoon, like well, morning afternoon, and then afternoon I'm here. Mm. Um, but then I have my Christmas dinner, probably having it around six, yeah, five or six. We'd be a little earlier than that. We probably aim for about four, half four. Ah, actually, no, maybe it is around four, about half four. Mm. Um, but no, yeah, it's kind of evening time. I have my dinner, and I can't wait. Two staples of my Christmas dinner are. Because I'm a vegetarian. But um, for my whole life, they have been alphabites and smiley faces. And Christmas is past. Because I, I was going to ask what you do for Christmas dinner. Nut loaf. Nut loaf. Nut loaf. It is delicious. Do not knock it until you try it. I will not because I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually so yummy. Now, most of the time I do try to be vegan. But veg- but at Christmas, I... Nope. <laughs> I'm vegetarian all the way. Um... And the nut loaf is basically just nuts, cheese, and chili. Mm. <laughs> so it's, okay. it's, it's so good. It's so nice. I love it so much. No, it actually does sound quite good. Yeah. 
But um, the alpha bites and smiley faces, they have been pretty, pretty tricky to find over the years. Mm. Not going to lie. Not going to lie. But um, I think this year we had them. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, that's fantastic. That's okay. That's good. That's better than I would have expected. That sounds yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> sounds interesting. But um, talking about Christmas dinner, <laughs> you had found some interesting news there uh, earlier on about, it's about relating to Christmas dinner. Yes, I did. And it's it's so exciting. And it's just kind of like, oh, science, you're at it again. And mm. space travel. Oh, science. <laughs> oh, you. Um, so a capsule carrying Christmas dinner rockets towards the space station. And I think that is so lovely. So there's a Christmas turkey rocketing towards the International Space Station, along with cranberry sauce, candied yams, and the obligatory fruitcake. Mm-hmm. And, you know, astronauts need Christmas too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, um, we're Irish, so candied yams doesn't sound like something I think, I don't think I've ever had a candied yam in my life. It will be, I suppose, if it's, if, because it's the American one, I'd say it's the, it's the marshmallow dish with, it, it's um, sweet potato. They call yam sweet potato, or we call yam sweet potato. Oh, okay. Oh, no, and yeah, then I'd have sweet potato sometimes with a Christmas dinner, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and, like, here it's often, like, with them, um, they're roasted with maple syrup or honey, so it could be that, but I know that there's a traditional dish, and it's sweet potato with marshmallow and right. stuff like that, and now it could be very wrong, could be something else, could just be the, the maple syrup or honey. Sounds dish. a bit sweet for me. It sounds very interesting. Mm. I've never had it, but my friend has made it, and it wasn't bad, it wasn't bad. Apparently. Okay. Well, anyway, continue. Yeah. Um, but don't worry. They are still, like, they're not just spending all this money to send the astronauts a nice Christmas dinner. They are actually sending up um, hundreds of mice and worms, which I'm not really a fan of. But they are used. They It is, it is good that it's important that they're used. Okay. And um, it's going to be used to test kind of how, like, the environment in space and how they react and all this. So, no. so when is it planned to get there? Um, the yesterday. Oh, so it's already there. Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so don't worry, it was all good. <laughs> so it was Christmas, e- Christmas Eve. Yes. Well, that's good because they'd want to have their Christmas dinner for Christmas Day. Exactly. And I don't like you implying that it's not worth that money to send those astronauts and go to Christmas dinner. I know. Well, this wasn't me. Just some people <laughs> might think that it might it, w- it was a bit of a waste of money. But no, don't worry. It's also for research purposes as mm. well. They just had extra space on the rocket that was going to them. <laughs> oh, I think that I think that's great. I think mm. it's it's kind of cool. Give them give them a little something. I think it it can be fascinating sometimes to think that right now, just people living in space. What time is it in space? It, that's a weird question because yeah. there isn't really. A, I think uh, they obviously <laughs> go by a certain time. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I'd imagine the ISS probably just goes by like standard GMT sort of time. I could yeah. be wrong. I'd imagine that that's what they do just for the sake of easiness. Because I was just thinking, but there is no time. Because, yeah, I was just saying, if it, if it was sent on, well, it wasn't sent on Christmas Eve, but it arrived on Christmas Eve, or, yes, on Christmas Eve, mm. I was just like, wait, would it arrive on Christmas morning, Christmas afternoon, or what, what, like, when would they have it? And it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you know what my question is? What? Does Santa go to the space station? Oh, I hope so. I mean, he's up pretty high anyway. Yeah. Can, oh, can, can reindeers, now that's something, there you go. Yeah. Actually, social media, See? get on our social media pages, Genius Hack on Facebook, Genius Hack 925 on Twitter and Genius underscore hack on Genius underscore hack on Instagram. Yes. If you have any information on this, yeah. how does it work? Does he get to the space station? Because I feel like now we need to do a follow-up because we've just proved that he like he does indeed. He is able to get to every kid's house and they're fine with the atmosphere. On it's this, all adults on, on the space side. station. That's true. I hadn't thought about that one. But like... 
I know grown-ups who've gotten presents from Santa. Yeah, or at least pop in and say hi. Yeah. <laughs> I think, or maybe this is something that we should follow up. Yeah, we should. I'd like to, if you guys have any information on this, definitely, I think, let us know. We know what happens this side of the ozone layer. What happens <laughs> the other side? <laughs> <laughs> and if Santa decided to tune in, get on to us. If yeah, you actually. Yeah. I mean, there is always the possibility. Because, yeah. you know, I mean... Whether you're listening right now on Christmas Day, yeah. on Phoenix FM, on our actual website, or whether you're, you know, on yeah. the on on FM, you could if you well no if you're listening on FM you're only hearing it around here. But if you're listening on uh, online, you can hear us anywhere in the world. Yeah. If you're listening to the podcast on a later date, date that's not a word date, you can hear us anywhere in the world. Yeah. So I mean, you know, even you never know. Even Christmas Eve 2019. Mm-hmm. Because it's the internet. There forever. <laughs> yeah, true. You could twenty one eighteen. Um but yeah, you could absolutely be listening in mm. twenty one eighteen. Just before we head though, because we are quickly hurtling towards the end of the show. I gotta um, go play with my toys. Just like something else is <laughs> hurtling around, which is the Christmas comma. Yes. Um a couple of weeks ago we had David Moore on uh, yeah. who spoke to us about that. They obviously had their event just past there uh on the fourteenth of December, I think it was. Yeah. Um but that will still be visible. Uh, as David Moore had told us the Christmas co- Christmas comet will actually be even somewhat visible into the into January. Yeah. Um so yeah, get your telescope out, get your if you have a telescope, get your binoculars out, or it is visible to the naked eye for a while. And I think it's great for somewhere like here because I don't know if it's just me that's noticed, but anytime there's been like a once in a lifetime thing happening in space, Ireland has a cloudy day. Yeah, it's like always it's bloody cloudy. Yeah, and like it's always, we could have clear skies for months before this. Mm-hmm. And then on the important night, cloudy. Yep. The great thing about the comet is it's it, you can see it in the sky for the last few weeks. So you have a chance. Yes, yeah. Thankfully. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we have basically run out of time. Next week, yeah. we will be on New Year's Day. Yeah. It's 1st of January. So this Ooh. is the last show. This is the end of our first year. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an emotional ride. It's been an emotional year. Um, but yeah, I mean, only a few episodes in, but still, like, yeah. it's been great for people who have been listening from the start. Uh, thanks for listening in it's been yeah. it's been great we i think what we'll do for next uh next week's episode will be quite good will be instead of like a new segment maybe some information on what's to come yes what's expected in 2019 what we're expecting to hear about and what's expected to happen and what to look forward to yeah, yeah so definitely be. everybody gets a diary for christmas mm-hmm. so put those dates in when we let you know what's happening yeah. So then you're set for the whole year. I don't get a diary for Christmas. I'll okay. get you a diary for Christmas. <laughs> hey, I get a diary. <laughs> but uh, I think that I think we will leave it there. I think that is us for today. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your Christmas day. Yeah, have a lovely Christmas day. Let us know what you have for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't had your dinner already, enjoy your dinner. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Thank you very much for joining us. Bye.